What's good, Trifle One's family? This is Pastor G. And before we get into the message today, just wanted to ask if you would do something for me. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, I'm asking that you go in to whatever the platform is that you use to listen, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify, and that you write a review so that I can get some feedback on how you know the podcast is blessing you, but also so that others can find out. If you don't mind, if you could also share it with any and everybody that you're aware of, because we want this thing to grow. We want to be able to reach new people, and we want to be able to sow into the lives of other people. I appreciate everything that you do. And now let's get into this message. I have yet to meet somebody who says, I don't want to be successful. Now, their actions might tell us that because they don't want to put in the work or the effort or what have you. But if you ask folks, my guess is that you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who doesn't want to be successful at something. And God wants us to be successful. But I think we may have some things twisted when we think about and talk about and, and run after success. So today, we're going to look in the book of Proverbs and discuss the topic, the keys to success. Coming up next on The Trifle Ones. All right, so we're going to read from the book of Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. I'm going to read in two different versions so you can hear it a little bit different. The first is going to be the NIV version, which says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. The King James version of it says, commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. So there are two things we're going to take a look at today. And the first, as we talk about the keys to success, is what does success look like? What does success look like? Well, the answer to this question depends on who you might ask. You know, success for some is a 4.0 GPA. And for others, it's being in the top 10% of whatever it is that you do or you participate in. So, for example, if you are in sales and you're in the top 10% of that sales group, well, you, you would be considered successful. Or let's say you're doing fundraising, you're a booster for your HBCU or a booster for the band or what have you, and you're within the top 10% of folks, well, you, you're doing a thing. And if you're in the top of the class, some people will list on their resumes that they're in the top 10% of their class, uh, you would be considered successful. If we look at those who are the highest earners, those who have the greatest wealth within a particular country, then they are considered successful. But for others, success might simply just be to raise a family without any real drama. There are motivational speakers and master classes that are being offered in order to help people tap into success and to build something that they may consider worthwhile. See, we can pursue and achieve plenty of things, all kinds of stuff, but they won't necessarily help us achieve success. When we pursue wealth and, and we actually achieve it, we get it. We actually meet our financial goal. But if our spouse and our kids don't ever see us or if our family is falling apart at the same time, the question becomes, is it really success? When we gain a bunch of followers, but our content 
is something that doesn't add to society. It, it doesn't benefit those who are around us. It doesn't contribute to anything positive. In fact, it promotes stuff that actually feeds society's worst instincts. Is that success? Success, according to the world, is often focused on us and what we want and you know, what we aspire to be and what is the acceptable thing. You're successful if you meet these world standards. The text here says, commit to the Lord whatever you do or commit thy works unto the Lord. And then it says, and your plans will succeed. Success, according to the word, is committing whatever we do to the Lord. The word for commit is dalal, and it, it means to roll away. Huh? Like, it means to roll away. How, how do we get the word commit? How to roll away? What does that even mean? Why does this translate into the word commit? Well, it means to roll away from oneself or onto another. It means to, to shift the actions or behaviors, etc., from our wants and our desires and from our realm into his. So when we roll something away from us, we commit it, that thing, to him. So we're placing all things into his hands. So what does success look like? It looks like shifting our personal mission, our goals, our future from what we want to what he requires. That is when we actually commit to the Lord. But you may ask the question, but how? How exactly do we do this? And that leads to our second point. So the first point was, what does success look like? The second point is, what does sanctification live like? What does sanctification live like? Back to verse 3, it says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Well, what does that long word sanctification mean? It means to be set apart for use by God. When one is sanctified, it means that it's, it's been put aside. It's separated from other things in order for God to use it. So it means to make ourselves available for him. What does sanctification live like? It's a life that we realize no longer belongs to us. We so often say, you know, I want a relationship with God and, and I give my life to Christ. But if we told the truth, right? Many of us do that because we want something. Like if we're being completely honest, we, we want to live with God because we are hoping that that makes life a little smoother, that maybe we'll get some blessings out of that thing. Maybe we won't get thrashed by him when we do the wrong thing. You know, we oftentimes do that because we want to go to heaven. Somebody told us, yo, we got to accept Christ if we want to go to heaven. And because we wanted something out the deal, we accepted him. But when we do that, what we're really signing up for is a sanctified or set-apart life that God can use in whatever way he sees fit, whether we like it or not. Sanctification lives like somebody who recognizes all the temptations that they may face, and they're intentional about making the right decisions based on biblical instructions, not on the latest influencer or the latest podcast or the latest trend or was popular at the time. Sanctification lives like an artist who chooses to promote music that'll build people and communities versus 
stuff that glorifies activities that'll lead to incarceration or what I like to call the zombifying of people through drug use. Sanctification lives like a politician who doesn't sell their souls for votes and who focuses on how to make decisions for the people based on prayer and time with God. Sanctification lives like a CEO who moves with integrity and seeks God for guidance as he provides leadership to others. Sanctification lives like one who operates with their own gifts and their own talents, but turns those things over to build God's kingdom. When we live a sanctified, set-apart life, then it can't help but be successful because if we're doing it God's way, how could it possibly fail? So you don't have to pay me $1,499 for a seminar, and you, you don't need to buy my book. You just have to be prepared to live for him. What does success look like? Committing it all to him. What does sanctification live like? One who's set apart for God. Do this, and you might not reach your goals, and you may never make it to the top of the Forbes list. But you'll certainly be successful at whatever it is he has in mind for you. Heavenly Father, we come before you now to give you thanks for all things. We recognize that we have been pursuing some things in order to be successful. And we're only asking that in the course of pursuing success, that we're not pursuing what the world has as a standard, but rather what you have as a standard. I'm praying, Heavenly Father, that we would roll away those things from what we want and roll away from those things that we may desire, that we may commit them to you so that you can take those things and that you could guide us in terms of what it is that you want for us. We know that if we commit our ways to you, that our thoughts will be established, that our plans will succeed and we want desperately to be successful, Lord. We ask dear God that you would Forgive us for the times that we didn't seek your path or, or your way of doing things. Forgive us, wipe us clean, and allow us once again to serve you. All these things we ask in your Son and our Savior. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. And all of the trifling ones said, Amen. Thank you.